It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Okay. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. God bless you, and um, welcome to the ministry training and the Bible study program. We are studying our minor prophets. We've had a, an awesome time. The midterm, we just finished up. Prophets to the Nations, the book of Hosea, the book of Joel, the book of Amos. We did Obadiah and Jonah. And today we're doing the book of Micah. So we'll open up with prayer, scripture reading for protection over all of God's people, particularly targeted individuals, because uh, this is a big program here. So let me open up Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation. <coughs> Excuse me. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Why? For he shall give his angels over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet, because he has set his love upon me. Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and shew him my salvation. God, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. We thank you, God, for the privilege of prayer. We thank you, God, for the privilege to honor your word, to live out the Biblical teachings. We thank you, God, for the lesson that we'll go through tonight. 
on our minor prophet Micah. And that's just the wording, minor prophet Micah. It's minor because the book is one of the shorter books in the Bible. The minor prophets, uh, the books are shorter than the major prophets. That's the only difference. They all have great significance. So, God, we just thank you for a listening ear. We thank you, God, for an open heart. We thank you, God, for all you've done, all you're going to do. We ask you, God, to give the TI community the strength they need to continue to endure, to to continue to fight the good fight of faith, to continue to stand on the assignment that you've given them to complete. And, God, we just thank you that we know that you're all sovereign, almighty, and that there is no God above you. There is no power above you. We thank you, God, that you're just watching over us and leading us what the devil meant for bad, you're using for good. You're lining us up for the assignment you put us on this earth for. And we give you the praise, we give you the glory, no matter how difficult it may seem or appear, and that is only on the superficial level. God, don't let not one T.I. leave this earth before completing the assignment that you have put on their lives. May you bless each one of them, their bloodline, their family, and cover and guide them in all that they do and keep them leading, Heavenly Father, leading the way to righteousness, to bind and rebuke these demon forces. God, we plead the blood of Jesus on our governance structures, Heavenly Father, that they will come out of the hands of the demon forces. We bind up every demon force trying to take over our judiciary, our hospitals, our schools, bind every demon spirit of usurpation. We bind genocide, eugenics, depopulation, harming people, injuring people, deception, deceit, oppression. We put it all in the pit where it belongs, and we proclaim and declare that righteousness will reign across this earth from our governing structures straight to the people that peace, love, good health, prosperity will reign across this earth the way you created this earth to be. And we bind demon forces. We plead the blood of Jesus to stop demon forces from trying to usurp the authority that you have given man over every demon force on this earth. God, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. We just thank you, God, for you being God. And we ask that you continue to direct our steps in Jesus' name, and bless this lesson, Lord. Let us leave here with information and knowledge we did not have previously. Okay. Tonight, we're looking at the minor prophet Micah. I'll do a little summary on Micah, and then I'll go into the lesson. The book of Micah is a prophetic uh, book. The prophet Micah wrote it, 742 to 686. B.C., shortly before the northern kingdom's fall in 722 B.C. The key personalities are all the people of Samaria and Jerusalem. The purpose of the book of Micah was to proclaim warning and judgment to both the northern and the southern kingdoms. His message was similar to that of Isaiah and was written about the same time. Micah described the impending judgment that would eventually exile the nation. Chapters 1 through 5 specifically explain the judgment for the wicked nations. For I will make Samaria a heap of ruins in the open country, planting places for a vineyard. I will pour her stones down into the valley and will lay bare her foundations. 
In chapter 5, Micah miraculously predicts the birthplace of the Messiah in Bethlehem. Also in verse 2, he teaches that the Messiah is an infinite Savior from everlasting. But as for you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, too little to be among the clans of Judah from you, one will go forth for me to be ruler in Israel. His goings forth are from long ago and from the days of eternity. Chapter 6 to 7, Micah declares what God requires of men. He has told you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. Micah then proclaims God's restoration and salvation to his people. Who is a God like you who pardons iniquity and passes over the rebellious acts of the remnant of his possessions? He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in unchanging love. Micah 718. Summary. Um, look at the... Uh, All right, in um, Micah 1, we'll see the prediction of judgment. It's an introduction to the book. Judgment on the people, judgment on Samaria, judgment of Judah, cause of the judgment, promises of future restoration. In Chapter 2, we go into the promises for future restoration. The judgment on the leadership is in Chapter 3, judgment on princes, judgment on prophets, promise of future judgment. And in Michael 4 is the prediction of restoration, the promises of the coming kingdom, the promise of the coming captivity, the promise of the coming king. He discusses the birth of the Messiah, so that was really a prophecy about Jesus. He was prophesizing. He talks about the rejection, those who are going to reject the message of the Messiah, the work of the Messiah he discusses. Chapter 6, it goes into the plea for repentance. The first plea for God is in 6, God please, Micah replies. The second plea of God is in chapter 6, right? God please, and Micah replies. And then there's the promise of final salvation in Micah 7. Who is the Christ of Micah? Micah, in Micah 5, verse 2, this is one of the clearest and most important of all Old Testament prophecies. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth has been from the old, from everlasting. This prophecy about the birthplace and eternity of the Messiah was made 700 years before his birth. The chief priests and scribes paraphrase this verse in Matthew 2, verses 5 and 6. When questioned about the birthplace of the Messiah, in Micah 2, 12, um, in Micah 4, in Micah 5, they offer some of the best Old Testament descriptions of the righteous reign of Christ over the whole world. Hmm. What are the keys to Micah? The key words, the judgment and restoration of Judah, 
Micah exposes the injustice of Judah and the righteousness and justice of God, of Yahweh. About one-third of the book indicts Israel and Judah for specific sins, including oppression, like today. Specific sins, including oppression, bribery among judges, prophets, bribery among judges, prophets, and priests. Oh, that's going on today. Uh, exploitation of the powerless, definitely going on today. Uh, covetousness, cheating, violence, and pride. Another third of Micah predicts the judgment that will come as a result of those sins. The remaining third of the book is a message of hope and consolation. God's justice will triumph and the divine deliverer will come. True peace and justice will prevail only when the Messiah reigns. The goodness and severity of God, Romans 11.22, they are illustrated in Micah's presentation of divine judgment and pardon. This book emphasizes the integral relationship between true spirituality and social ethics. In Micah 6, verse 8, it summarizes what God wants to see in his people. Justice and equity tempered with mercy and compassion as a result of a humble and obedient relationship with him. The key verses, Micah 6, verse 8, Micah 7, verse 18. The key chapters, Micah 6 and 7. Closing section of Micah describes a courtroom scene. God has a controversy against his people. He calls the mountains and hills together to form the jury as he set forth his case. The people have replaced heartfelt worship with empty ritual, thinking that it's all God demands. They have divorced God's standards of justice from their daily dealings in order to cover their unscrupulous practices. They have failed to see what God requires of men. There can only be one verdict guilty. Nevertheless, the book closes on a note of hope. The same God who executes judgment also delights to extend mercy. Who is a God like you, pardoning iniquity and passing over the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in mercy, Micah 7.18. No wonder the prophet exclaims, therefore I will look to the Lord I will wait for the Lord of my salvation. My God will hear me. Survey of Micah. Micah is the prophet of the downtrodden and exploited people of Judean society. That sounds like T.I. He prophesies during a time of great social injustice, wow, and boldly opposes those who impose their power upon the poor and the weak for selfish ends. Corrupt rulers, false prophets, wow, we are reliving history. Mm. Corrupt rulers, false prophets, and ungodly priests all become targets for Micah's prophetic, prophetic barbs. Micah exposes judges who are bought by bribes and merchants who use deceptive weights. Wow. 
The pollution of sin has permeated every level of society in Judah and Israel. The whole earth is called to witness God's indictment against his people and the captivity. However, while the three major sections begin with condemnation, they all end on a clear note of consolation. After sin is punished and justice is established, he will again have compassion on us and will subdue our iniquities. You will cast all sins into the depths of the sea. The three sections of Micah are the prediction of judgment, the prediction of restoration, and the plea for repentance. The prediction of judgment, chapters 1 to 3. Micah begins by launching into a general declaration of the condemnation of Israel, Samaria, and Judah and Jerusalem. Both kingdoms will be overthrown because of their rampant treachery. Micah uses a series of wordplay on the names of several cities in Judah in his lamentation over Judah's coming destruction. This is followed by some of the specific causes for judgment, premeditated schemes, covetousness, and cruelty. Nevertheless, God will regather a remnant of his people. He warns the rulers and the prophets and concludes with the warning of coming judgment. Part 1, that's chapters 1 to 3. Then in chapters 4 and 5, it talks about the prediction of restoration. Micah then moves into a two-chapter message of hope, which describes the reinstitution of the kingdom and the intervening dispersion of the kingdom, concluding with the coming rule of the kingdom. The prophetic focus gradually narrows from the nations to the remnant to the king. The third part, chapter 6 and 7, is the plea for repentance. In his two controversies with his people, God calls them into court and presents an unanswerable case against them. The people have spurned God's grace, choosing instead to revel in wickedness. Micah concludes with a sublime series of promises that the Lord will pardon their iniquity and renew their nation in accordance with his covenant. Micah, the man. He was a native of Moresheth in Judah. He prophesied during the reigns of Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah. He was a contemporary of Isaiah. His name means, who is like Jehovah? Hmm, that's what Micah means. He belonged to the territory of Judah, but spoke to both Judah and Israel. The influence of a holy example carries weight long after the man himself has gone from the world. Such thoughts as these are awakened in us by the very name of the prophet Micah. Years before Micah, testified faithfully of Jehovah. He was rewarded by being smitten and imprisoned, and he and we hear no more of him. Micah means, who is like the Lord? There is a trumpet call in the very title the man bore. Evil influences had begun to work in Judah, just like they're doing now, which were to lead to capture of the people and destruction of Jerusalem. The people were anxious to walk after their own hearts, meaning they want to do their own thing, with disturbing voices to tell them the wages of their sin was death. They longed for men who spoke only smooth things to them, and they got their wish. There were many religious teachers in the land, 
school for the pay of a hireling would give these unrighteous souls all they craved. That's just like today. People sell out their souls. They condoned their sins. They minimized unjust practices. They concealed the demands and penalties of God's laws. It was at this time that Micah rose to give the solemn challenge, who is like the Lord? There is burning indignation when he speaks against the tyranny of the rich and noble. Those proud and wealthy men seem to imagine that all beneath their social station were for their benefit. Mm. <clears throat> That's the nonsense going on today. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me, they coveted fields and seized them in houses and took them away. Foreclosures, fraudulent foreclosures. Wow. The poor agriculturalists, those are the farmers fighting today. Mm. The poorer agriculturalists were robbed daily of their holdings by violence or false judgment. Mm-hmm. That's that IRS coming after these farmers and other people. So to Micah, the worst enemies of Judah were the men of the, of her own household. And so it is for no strong nation falls from without, but from the corruption within. Mm-mm-mm. Wow, that is said, said nicely again. It And so it is for no strong nation falls from without, but from the corruption within. Rome is a prime example when with her excesses and sins, she is no she no longer had the moral strength to defend herself and thus rotted from within till her enemies did not have to defeat her, for she was already defeated. Michael was a social reformer as well as a prophet. Wow. So he was an advocate. He was always talking about injustices, particularly to the Nazis. General Divisions, chapters 1 to 3, they speak chiefly of threatenings of coming judgment. Chapters 4 and 5, these are prophetic promises of deliverance. Chapters 6 and 7, these are mainly exhortations and confessions of national sins coupled with promises of restoration. Specific sins condemned. Idolatry. Michael 1, 7. Evil plans and devices. Two one, and this is just how it is today. Evil devices. I wonder what devices they have. Right now, they got the electromagnetic weaponry weapons. They've got um, their money is part of their uh, their devices. Evil devices. All right. Um, so a idolatry. B evil plans and devices. C covetousness. D rapacity of princes prophets and priests, and that's meaning compromising of the, the princes, prophets, and priests, and witchcraft, mm. dishonesty, then there was universal corruption, and then there was treachery, Micah 7, verse 5 and 6. Hope for the future, the establishment of a righteous kingdom, Micah 4, 1 through 8, the coming of a Messiah king, Micah 5, 2. The Reformation and Restoration of the Nation, Micah 7.7. The Complete Triumph of Divine Grace, Micah 7.18. Notable passages include the definition of true religion in Micah 6.8, the birthplace of Christ announced, Micah 5.2, and God's disposal of the sins of the believers, Micah 7.18. 
Micah is quoted by the elders, thus saving the life of Jeremiah. Micah is quoted by the Sanhedrin to Herod the Great at the time of the birth of Christ. Micah is quoted by Christ in sending forth his disciples in Matthew 10.34. Okay. That was a short one. Go to the book of Nahum. Mm, let me see. <laughs> Pull the quiz Looks like it's still open, great. One of the clearest and most important of Old Testament prophecies was made 700 years before Christ's birth. I'd have to say that's true, because they said that's what Micah did. Who is correct? Good. One of the clearest and most important of Old Testament prophecies was made 700 years before Christ's birth. Yes, and that was by Micah. He was saying that there would be an, a sovereign God that comes on earth, and he did say that 700 years before Christ's birth. The key words of Micah are judgment and restoration of Judah. I'm going to say true. Okay, true is correct. The key words of Micah are judgment and restoration of Judah. Good. The goodness and severity of God are illustrated in Micah's presentation of divine judgment and punishment. Again, the goodness and severity of God are illustrated in Micah's presentation of divine judgment and punishment. I have to say that is true. Ooh, it's false. The goodness and severity of God are illustrated in Micah's, maybe it's not the presentation, but maybe the midsection, of divine judgment and punishment. False it is. Okay. The closing section of Micah describes a courtroom scene. I'm not sure if it was the closing section, but I'm going to say true. 
two is correct. Good. I knew they said there was a courtroom uh, scene in there. All right. Um, didn't do Amos. It goes into Amos. I think that's it for Micah. Okay. Oh, excuse me. All right. Those were a few little questions on Micah. And um, just uh, a summary. Micah was, again, one of the minor prophets. And um, his, the purpose of the book was to proclaim warning and judgment to uh, the northern and southern kingdoms. And Micah's message was similar to Isaiah's. It was written about the same time, and he described just the judgment that would eventually take over the nation because of all the sin that was going on. The sin that was going on is very similar to the sin going on now, and he he, he resented it. He, you know, he's uh, known as a reformer, so that means that during that particular time, he was fighting against the rich people abusing and exploiting the poorer people and, and basically taking advantage of them. Uh, an example of that would be the debt deception going on today. You know, you have these people being made rich by taking money from other people uh, after the bankers were basically compensated through insurance plans and other things. Um, very similar times. There was a lot of idolatry going on, um, worshiping idols, and they got a lot of people, you know, worshiping the money today. There was covetousness, a lot of jealousy and envy, and um, people were just doing what they wanted to do. And Michael was telling them, this, this land will not die from other people. You don't have to worry about somebody taking over. You're going to die from the corruption within so um, he did, uh, you know, and he went in history for his predictions that came it came to pass. And he did say that eventually there would be a, a, a Lord above all lords that would come on earth. He made a prediction 700 years before the birth of Jesus. Um, any questions? Any questions? Any comments? short chapter. Um, anybody wants to pray? Amy, you want to pray? Anne, you want to pray? Maybe I will. You guys want to pray? Amy? Anne? Don't shy on me. Come on, somebody needs your prayer, particularly in that TI community. We don't know who, who you can help or touch. Any prayer warriors? I'll answer at once. All right, we'll close out in prayer. Um, if you want to pray after, you can. I'm going to pray. God, we just thank you for your word, Heavenly Father. We thank you, God, that we, we have the basic instructions before leaving earth, which is our Bible. We thank you, God, for the history lessons, for the wisdom lessons, for the fundamental lessons. We thank you, God, for giving us biblical stories to show that you are the God of impossible, that you're the God of miracles, that what man may say one thing, you can do another thing. So, God, we appeal to you, Heavenly Father. Turn things around on this earth, God. 
You did it before in history. Nations were out of order in their own iniquities, doing as they pleased. You took a stand, Heavenly Father. You covered your people that were seeking your face, that were finding you, were trying to live righteously and do things differently. Did it in the Bible days, and we know that you'll do it again, God. We ask you, God, for protection over your loved ones, over your people, God, to protection over particularly vulnerable populations. We ask you, God, for a special hedge of protection over our children, our babies, our elders, our seniors, that you cover them, that you watch over them, that you guide them, that you lead their steps, and those who've been given the responsibility to be caregivers or guardians, that you direct their path, that you direct their steps. They waken to the magnitude of uh, evil that could go towards vulnerable populations. God, we ask you like you did back in the day, God. You turned things around. You gave people restoration that suffered at the hands of iniquity, at the hands of evilness. You restored them. God, we ask you, God, that what the devil may mean for bad, that you will use for good and that you will keep things around. Testing, testing. So God, we give you the praise and the glory for this uh, the story of Micah, prophecies, things that were used to turn the nation around. Better understanding of a God, of who is a God like you, who pardons iniquity and passes over the rebellious acts. God, that you do not retain anger forever. Delight in. History is the truth. Understanding and understanding it. Pray for change, great changes, God, on this. Cannot happen without faith and the works of man. We decree and declare that God, your men, good men, will rise up. Use the 
the authority that you have given them over demon forces. And we plead the blood of Jesus to break every curse and turn it into a blessing. And if these demons are plotting on this nation, we ask you, God, to turn every plot of usurpation, of distortion, of deception, of these demons taking over, God, that you turn it around. Bind up the forces working towards eugenics, genocide, scientific obstructions, criminal usurpations over the medical field, pharmacies, hospitals. We bind every demon force working to make that, that, that nightmare work. And we thank you, God, that we know that there are more godly people out here than demon forces. We ask you, God, to unite the godly forces so that your work can get done. We give you all the praise, God, and we give you the honor. Anybody else? Anybody else wants to pray? We thank you, God, for those who, who made it here tonight. We ask you, God, to bless them. Bless our sister Amy, her bloodline, her children, her family, her mother. Bless our sister Anne, Heavenly Father, her bloodline, her children, her mother. And keep them both under your wings, God. And we thank you, God, for using them for a support system. Sisters that are just moving forward and praying, standing on God's word, that you can continue, God, to use them in the capacity you choose to use them to make great changes on this earth. That you created them, God, for specific purposes, that your purposes will be fulfilled in this. I thank you, God, for each of them. God, for all praying people, bless our sister Delisa, who may not be here, our brother Mark, we thank you, God, for opening up the windows of heaven flames. And we ask you, God, for our brother Jeff, that you open those windows of heaven, you turn things around. You use him, God. You have great plans for his life. Leading, directing, bless our sister Glory, who may not be here. And all decision-makings keep on to your wings. Bless those that used to come and their babies and their children, that you may guard them and protect them. God, we give you praise and we give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Anybody, anybody, anybody? Pray and bless our talk show people, our faithful ones that always come on and talk to you, God. We ask you, God, to just fill their windows of, of blessings up. Cover them and protect them in all that they do. Supporting the word of God. I hear somebody on the line. Oh, I missed your message. Someone she put I tried efforts uh <clears throat> I missed <clears throat> I tried efforts H T H. I didn't get that. Yes, four. You may want to write that in again. Um, I had to change the board, so I didn't get to see what you said about FSH. Oh, wonderful, Anne. Okay. Okay. Father God, in Jesus' name, thank you, Father, for bringing us together this evening, this day, Father. As we always show up, your loving is blessed, Father. We praise you. 
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.